Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey girl, hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Let's pretend we're at a virtual coffee shop and we're just chatting like two best friends. Today's series, this is part one of part two, or maybe it'll be part two of part one, not sure, on my epic road trip across the country. Today's lesson, don't make it all about you. What? Don't make it all about me. Oh, we're going to spill the tea today. We are going to share truth bombs. I was pumping gas at a 7-Eleven when it hit me. I need gas station food. Does anybody ever feel like that? So I ran in to buy Funyuns and a yoo because, I mean, <laughs> hello. And when the attendant, she took my money, she goes to give me change. And I said, well, how's your day? And she said, I can't even look at you. Excuse me? I can't look at you. So she hands me the change. And she's staring at the counter and I'm intrigued now. You guys know me. I said, well, why can't you, why can't you look at me? And she said, because you, you just seem too happy. This poor lady. See, while most people would be like, how could she be so rude? What I heard was, I feel despair and you remind me of what I'm not. See, there's those snarky remarks in the grocery store line. And I think, How dare she? Or that guy who cuts me off on the interstate? What was he thinking? Why did he do that to me? You walk into a meeting and no one says hello. You just feel like, I don't even belong here. See, someone will leave a message. Maybe you'll leave a message and and they don't even call you back. And that insecurity sets in. Are they mad? See, for me, I just grab the guilt, the anger, the hatefulness, whatever it is that I think someone done to me, and I just grab it right out of the air, and I bring it straight to my heart, as if these people were hateful just to me, like they got up that morning, and they made that intention that was purposefully throwing the daggers just for me. I mean, how crazy is that? But 90% of the time, 90% of the time, what they say, how they act, says everything about them. See, when a person cuts you off like that, the first thing I want to do is I want to like look at who's driving. I want to see if I can assess the situation, you know, and then I grab whatever that anger is out of the sky because that guy obviously did this to me on purpose. And then 20 minutes later, I'm still talking about it in the car. My poor kids, you know, and my anger It's poisoned everything that I've touched. My decisions, my conversation, how I react to others. See, Mom, we have so much power. We set the tone for our family. And when Mama's not happy, I mean, no one is happy. We've got to stop grabbing those snide remarks out of the sky, those moments that make us feel so insecure, so less than, as if 
the football team, you know, they're out there on, and they're huddled up and they're talking about me on the 30-yard line, you know, on fourth down and five. It's crazy, isn't it? Those moments are not even about us, but about the person who hurts us, who hurts them, the person who feels neglected, the person that's just, I don't know, hustling for their worth, and they just feel like maybe nobody sees them. I mean, I've definitely been that person. You know, when you walk into a room and you ask your spouse, you're like, is my butt too big? I mean, (laughs) okay, first off, first off, the answer is always no. (laughs) But what I'm really asking is, does what I do matter? Am I enough? See, the self-doubt I hear, I mean, (laughs) the self-doubt I hear originates from a familiar place. Oh, it's very familiar. See, no one's ever approached me at church and they said, girl, you're not enough. That, That you should be further along in life. Nobody's ever said, you're a terrible cook. Now, that not that might not be a lie. <laughs> You're a terrible cook may not be a lie. But let me tell you who the culprit is. If I listen hard enough, the girl telling me these lies, she has a southern accent. It is so weird. She sounds just like me. It's funny. I had a, a lady cashier at a grocery store the other day ask me. She said, now, do you, do you plan to keep your accent? <laughs> I mean, y'all, I'm like... I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> so, y'all, I, it's so funny. Can I just say, I love y'all so much. I love you so much that I write in all the car beds and the park benches and the coffee shops. And when I was writing Living Your Best Life and recording videos in my car, I mean, I do that constantly on lessons that I've learned. And I want to save you guys like two years, five years of heartache so you can find the goodness in the hard places. I'm always recording and writing it down because I love you so much. You're the pers- you're the first person I think of when I get up in the morning. Well, you know my kids too. So, I'm recording a video in the car and just to have the setting here, I'm in Home Depot, right? And I'm in the garden department. And I look up and Daniel from the garden department of Home Depot, <laughs> he's sitting there watching me record a video in my car and I just it was so awkward you know I think he's like there's no one in her car and she's like waving her hands and doing all the things and and I just I just waved at him and he gave me this you know uncomfortable look like crazy lady in the flower department <laughs> so if y'all know me you guys know that I love road trips and to me a road trip equates a good story so a couple of weeks ago I drove cross-country on this epic road trip from the West Coast to the East Coast. I think it was like 3,000 miles. It took three 10-hour days. And guys, I know you're going to be totally jealous of this. I was by myself. I mean, I sang all the songs that were ever written. I feel like, you know that movie Tommy Boy when they're on the that epic road trip and they're selling car parts and they're driving thousands of miles across Nebraska and Indiana and they're they're singing everything from Michael Bolton and they're crying and then it's like Bon Jovi, you know, shot through the heart. You know, I listen to every podcast from entrepreneurship to serial killers. And honestly, I felt like I could have a digital company up and running by Monday. I felt like I could host an episode of, you know, Dateline's To Catch a Killer. 
I even drove through Memphis, and I had been through Memphis a million times, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to tour Graceland totally by myself. I just bought a ticket, and y'all, I have never seen so much green shag carpet. It was on the ceiling, on the walls, around the toilet. I mean, <laughs> it was definitely a trend that I have not seen on HGTV. <laughs> but for this free-spirited girl with an Enneagram 7, you know, I feel like a female Bob Goff. You know, I love change. Well, at least the good kind. But I don't want a single day to look the same. So if you want a story... Go on a road trip. And boy, do I have a story. So I ran out of gas in Texas. Anybody else done that as an adult? I totally felt like a 17-year-old girl. You know, in 11th grade where you have to call your dad and be like, Hey, Dad, can you come help me? I mean, surely that fourth of a tank would have gotten me to the next exit. Except, here was the thing. The next exit, it did not have a gas station. The next seven exits didn't even have a gas station. There wouldn't be another gas station for 73 miles. See, this low fuel light, it kept coming on. And while typically it gives me 25 miles, it didn't this time. It gave me four. I think it was the fact that I was driving 85 miles an hour. But, I mean, come on. Don't you love Texas and their speed limits? I'm like, <laughs> it feels like the Audubon. Hello. So I called this towing service that I pay for every single month in case I have an emergency. And guess what? They didn't come. I called three times. They were like, well, your call has been submitted. Thank you for waiting. I waited an hour and I called back. Huh, she said, you're, it looks like your call... Maybe it wasn't submitted. Uh, so I call back an hour later and she says, uh, it's just so weird. No one has claimed your emergency call. Oh, I was so frustrated. But here's the lesson I learned. See, in life, no one's coming. No one's coming. You may be like, girl, I thought you were here to encourage us. I am. And you're better off knowing that no one is coming. See, you have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own dream defender, your own jet fuel to the end of the race. Look, I didn't wait for the towing service to pick me up at their leisure. I mean, heck, I could have been there two more days or slept overnight there. I didn't want somebody, I didn't want to be on Dateline, right? I didn't want to be sleeping there overnight. There were these, what I call 18 wheelers, flying by going 90 miles an hour. I had to step up. And make something happen for myself. I became my own advocate. I I made the call. So I called this truck stop. And it was only one mile away. I was so close. Technically, I could have even walked there. But these trucks were just driving way too fast. And I felt like it wasn't safe. So I called this local truck stop. It's like, ring, ring. I'm like, oh, gosh, what am I even going to say? Do you know when you know you're writing a story, but you have no idea what the ending's going to look like? That's where I stood right there. Ring, ring. Um, Hey, guys, I'm stranded a mile away. I am so close. If I paid someone to bring me gas, would, would anyone be interested? 
the guy's like, yes, that's what we do. We have a fuel tank truck ready to go. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, really? Well, what type of 18-wheeler are you driving? Um, <laughs> well, um, it's a Buick Enclave. <laughs> you should have heard. It was like crickets on the other side. Oh, he said, um, we don't rescue Buicks. <laughs> we only rescue, you know, large transportation vehicles because, you know, they're America's lifeline. And, I, and I'm totally, I get you, I hear that. But, you know, I'm thinking, hey, I'm somebody's mama, and, I, and I'm a lifeline, too. I said, hey, you would be the hero of the day if you came to save me. A <laughs> guy on the other line, he was actually the manager overseeing the entire, like, fuel truck divisions. And he piped in, and he said, I'll save you. Give me 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. I'm just like, I cannot believe this. I mean, I didn't even know what my other option would be. Obviously, I was praying the the entire time that the Lord would give me wisdom, give me favor to show me what to do. And this, this 20-something guy shows up and he saves the day. Hey, look, if you're tuning in right now, we're talking about savoring the moments. We're talking about enjoying the journey. And look, if you haven't grabbed my Audible, Living Your Best Life, you should run, not walk, to grab a copy on Amazon and listen to chapter nine. And also, though I just started the show in September, I have 26 reviews and it's all you. And I want to say thank you because without you, I have no show. So if this show has helped you in any way, just leave a review. Someone named um, Venice R. She wrote and she said, this podcast is full of funny True life stories and actionable steps to help moms chase their dreams and write their story. So I want to, I would just want to say thanks right now to Venice for the five star review. Now back to the story. I asked this guy, why did you save me? And he looked at me and he said, I wanted to be your hero. See, we all want to feel like we belong. We all want to feel like we matter. What we're doing counts. I was so appreciative to this guy. I gave him the biggest tip. But also, I reminded him of his greatness. And uh, I said, thank your mom for raising such a good human. But see, we've got to be our own advocate. Because in the long haul, if I hadn't made that call, no one is coming. Right? No one is coming. If you don't step up and make the call, if you don't step up and get off the couch of isolation, if you don't step out of that poor me of what I do doesn't matter. If you need a tribe of friends, rise up, girl, and find them. Look, they're in every coffee shop, at a football game, at a Bible study, at a mom's group, and a tennis team. See, no one's going to care about you like you. Because no one is coming. People will enter your life for a reason. They'll enter your life for a season. They're going to cheer you on at mile three and mile seven. And hey, you might even receive like a woohoo, you know, somewhere around mile eight. But in general, people are caught up in their own families and their own life. We have to become our own jet fuel. You know, when the baby is sick, And we need someone to encourage us. 
not not everyone will show up. Maybe no one will show up. When our teen doesn't like us and we lay on the bed waiting with these heavy eyes for them to talk at one in the morning, we've got to remember our why. So I'm going to give you today three actionable steps to becoming your own advocate and dream defender. All right, are you ready? Here we go. Number one, plug yourself into the source. What does that mean? The creator, the one who made you as a masterpiece to do great things. Ephesians 2.10, God created you as a masterpiece to do great things. He didn't say, oh, you're okay or you're average. He did not say that. He said, girl, you are a masterpiece and I already have plans for you. That's why you wake up every morning and you've got like a passion, whether you've, uh, whether you've moved forward on it or not, it burns within. See, God, he's our North Star. He's the owner's manual. We don't have to do a single thing to receive his grace because his mercies are new every morning. Read that Bible. Pray. There's a scripture in Psalms 91.1, Psalms 91.1 that says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Doesn't that feel good to not have to hustle for your worth? He gives you grace and redemption just for being his. Ugh, I love that. It's like a phone to a charger. Without the charge, there's no energy, no service. See, a phone just becomes a paperweight. But when it's hooked up to the source, oh my gosh, you can do anything with that phone. You can sit in the car and you can run a business. You can look download recipes for meal prep. You could do a, a podcast. You could write a book. You can do anything when it's hooked to the source. See, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He said, I can do all things through who? Through Christ. You can't slip your name in there because when we try to go it alone, huh, have you tried that before? Oh, I failed a million times, but through Christ, not through you. Philippians 4.13. Number two. So number one was plug yourself into the source. Number two, give yourself grace and gold stars all day long. See, it's easy to grab guilt as the go-to emotion. Yeah, so it's easy to grab guilt as this like go-to emotion, right? For me, it's like when I mess up and I think, oh, life is not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not enough. That's when the lies pop in. When I grab something that's not mine, it's like I've overstepped my boundaries and I've grabbed like whatever this hateful person did or said out of the sky and I just take it as my own and I put it in my heart and then everything throughout the day is poisoned. I become a trespasser because it was not mine to take. Look, we're just one girl doing our best, okay? Give yourselves gold stars every day. When you look at that to-do list and you're thinking, oh, I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm awesome. And then that number 52 on the list, we mess it up. And then it's like, ugh. And we grab it out of the sky and we just say, oh, I'm not enough. Somebody else could be, do a better job raising my kids. Ain't wrong answer. Okay, number three, write down your dreams and your goals on a piece of paper. Make a list of where you're headed. 
I mean, for me, I know that oftentimes if I don't know where I'm headed, I look at the end of the day and I'm not even sure what I did, what kind of productivity there was. See, no one's going to fill out the paperwork for you to create that LLC. No one's going to prepare your meals or give you, I don't know, maybe the willpower to start eating better on a random Thursday because you want to be happier and healthier you. Write down the goals. See, if you want to climb the mountain, only you can do it. If you want to start the business or lead a group or or get a master's or write a book or whatever that mountain is for you, you have to climb it. But guess what happens when you climb? You start breathing heavy and you I, I, you just it's it's a hard start there's setbacks and there's failures and you're gonna fall but guess what you are gonna get back up the pushing and the pulling of the hard creates a diamond from the coal look time and pressure and heat they create the transformation so by the time you make it to the top you're not even the same person that started the climb You now have this backpack and it's full of knowledge and lessons, shortcuts and hacks. You know what works and you know what doesn't as you've navigated through transitions and speed bumps along the way. So when life throws those snarky remarks, you know, a move you didn't foresee, maybe a change of life that you're not, you're not sure how to tackle instead of taking it personally, instead of grabbing the guilt the pain out of the sky and grabbing it putting it straight to your heart and making it all about you let's rise from the ashes let's find the good in the hard look it's not about you and yet it is you've got to be your own advocate and your own dream defender so let's pray God, help me to partner with you to reside under the shadow of your wings, to find rest and resilience, to believe that I am a masterpiece created to do great things, that you have a plan for my life, like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, in your name we pray, amen. I'm so excited for you guys. This is a new journey. This is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Every day you wake up and you get to choose. You wake up and you get to decide because mama, you are so powerful. And I am so proud of you. You are the boss. You are the one who makes the decisions. You are the one who sets the tone for the day. So remember that you get to make that phone call. You get to fill out those papers for that master's degree. You get to raise those babies exactly how you want them to go out into the world to create memories and create a legacy. All right. I believe in you and I am cheering you on. Here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4. 
or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.